I can't stand Snapchat. But that was a good move. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome to the People in Tech podcast, your resource for all things happening in tech. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, day one listeners? Welcome back to season three of the People in Tech podcast. Happy New Year, going into 2020. And I just want to first say shout out to all the day one supporters out there. Not only showing me love, showing me love on LinkedIn, showing me love on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is, how you get connected with us, you are appreciated. And today, we're starting off the new year talking about the one social media company y'all know I'm not a fan of. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not a fan of Snapchat. I don't like Snapchat. But I had to talk about them today. And it bothers me that we have to talk about them. But when you're making good business moves, you got to get recognition. I mean, you can't hate the player, hate the game. And in this case, I definitely hate the player. But when they're playing the game well, you got to give them... Gotta give him props and gotta give him credit. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. What move does Snapchat make where I'm actually talking about him? Let's get into it. What's up, day one listeners? You're rocking with the best DJ. The really shit gon' find. Woo! DJ Side Hustle. Make sure to check out and subscribe on our website and follow us on LinkedIn for exclusive content. All right, day one listeners, welcome back. And let's just jump right into it. I don't even want to hold you guys together because I do not want to make this a long episode. But for those of you who know me personally, I am not a fan of Snapchat. However, I have been noticing over the past few years, they've been making some really solid moves that you just can't ignore anymore. One of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of Snap, let's go back to when it came out. The whole premise of Snapchat was a social media app where you can send pictures or videos and they were deleted, never saved, you can never get them back. And of course, if you were anywhere over the age of probably 15 or maybe even older, you were probably sending something you probably, you shouldn't have been sending the whole joke about, oh, send nudes or send me pics of you. Like people started doing that because they were like, well, Snapchat deletes it, you can never get it and then it would notify you if you took a screenshot. That was pretty innovative at the time. Remember, this is way before Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Like back then, Facebook was still pretty much what it is today without all the political drama. Instagram had the old brown camera icon on iPhone and Android, and it was really just photos. I don't know if Instagram had videos at the time yet. So, Snapchat when it came out, pretty revolutionary. Where I started having issues, and I might be wrong on my timeline here, but where I got a little disappointed is like, what happened next? And the one thing I would say is like, we all kind of fell for the hole. It's deleted forever. I remember watching Shark Tank with Mark Cuban one day, and he just straight up said, deleted forever? No. They have that data somewhere. They're just not telling you about it. And being a tech person myself, working at a lot of different companies, that's usually a lot of the case. Like, you don't, most companies, when you say delete data, they just remove it, but they never delete it because they're afraid of getting rid of 
history for auditing purposes or whatever. Now you have these rules and regulations, CCPA, GDPR, you know, you have all these policies and procedures companies now have to put in place to be like, hey, if I call AT&T today, if I call Verizon, if I call any company in the United States especially, and I was like, delete my data. Most of them don't have the ability to do so, but by law, they have to be able, they have to do it. And so now you got companies turning around and trying to figure out ways to make sure if John Doe, if John Smith, if Jane Foster, if these people are calling into companies and saying, delete my sh there has to be a way to do it. And it has to be able to verify that you did it. So after Snapchat came out with the deleted video, delete photos after a while, I was like, what's next? And <clears throat> I remember, I remember Snapcash was a thing, and I was sitting there like, "What is Snapcash?" Like, and I worked at a payment company, guys. So the reason I was like, "That's such a bad move," that is such a bad. I understand like social media communication, you know, while you're chatting, why'd you send each other money? But I was just thinking to myself like, that is not your your alleyway. That's really not your stuff. And that was kind of my first moment with their CEO where I'm like, young guy, probably just shooting by the hip, right? And then they came out with like Snapchat maps, which again, by this point I hopped off Snapchat, but I was having so much fun going on Reddit and iFunny, seeing these couples fight, break up about you were over at Shantae's house. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were, look at Snap. And I'm like, man, Snap is snitching on some of these people out here. I couldn't believe it. But people like that, that was a feature. And I was sitting there, that's not a feature. That's as creepy as it can get. I mean, I know privacy really isn't a thing for millennials and especially Gen Z and now this new generation, Gen A or whatever. But I was sitting there like, look, you, you can't just know my location. And some people, they were getting wild. Like, they were in places where you're like, how did you, it, like, middle of the ocean? Like, how are you in the middle of the Pacific? Like, where are you right now? Um, but, like, those things, I was kind of like, I just really didn't understand where they were going. They came out with spectacles, which I think the first iteration was a flop. They're probably going to tell you, oh, no, we learned a lot from it, which I'm sure they did. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But the reason I'm doing today's episode is Snapchat came out with this, and I hate to say it, but it is an amazing feature called Cameos. Now, day one listeners who are like me and not a fan of Snapchat, and you might be sitting here, what are Cameos? Well, it's one of their biggest features to date. And ultimately, it uses your selfies to replace the faces of people in videos so you can share a video of your face replacing some funny video. It's essentially a simplified way to do deep fakes uh, into GIFs. So Snapchat cameos are an alternative to Bitmoji for quickly conveying an emotion, reaction, silly situation in Snapchat messages. Reason this is cool, um, and I'll just tell you, one, one, one of the reasons I think this is really cool is it's another way to communicate. So, I love Bitmoji. And, again, I'm not a fan of Snap, but 
paying attention over the last two or three years they've made some moves i don't know when they acquired bitmoji but i thought that was a really good move because i've been married for you know i've been married and you know with my wife for three to four years or whatever it is and anybody out there listening it's hard to text your significant other paragraph after paragraph how's your day oh it was great paragraph paragraph like over time you're just like i'm sorry like i just can't do that like i'm at a point in the relationship where like i'll see you when you're at home or something like that well when bitmoji came out i loved it because it was just an easier way to communicate it was a way for me and my wife to convey a emotion an expression how i was feeling at work how i was feeling when my wife was gone or maybe i was traveling it was like the, i'll give you a perfect example there was, I remember like when Bitmoji came out, I got my wife on it. We literally could have a whole conversation in Bitmoji. Both say, hi, how are you? What's up? Nothing. What are you doing? Work. How do you feel at work? Flipping the table. How do you feel at work? I feel great. Feel productive. You know, happy cat day. Happy dog day. What are you doing? I'm walking the dog. Like, it was, I was able to s- communicate all those type of things without actually typing. And I'm not going to lie. I'm an iPhone fan, but typing is so annoying and it takes so much time. And yes, I know there's swipe features. Yes, I know there's, you know, speech to text, but there's some days where I'm still kind of like, it's still too slow, too much of a burden, too much friction, which I'm going to dive into a little bit later why I think Snapchat is making some pretty solid moves. But before I reveal what Snapchat did earlier this week, or at least what got him in the news, I do want to go back in time and give you guys some context and some history. So back in 2015, Snap Inc., which remember, Snap Inc. is a separate entity from Snapchat. Snapchat is the application, but let's just all call it Snap for keep, keeping it simple. They acquired the Ukraine startup Luxury. I think that's how it's pronounced, Luxury. And what Luxury helped them do was supercharge animated selfie lenses into Snapchat, arguably changing the filter game for all social video and photo apps. So Snap Inc. recently made another acquisition with Roots in the country, co-founded by one of Luxury's founders to give a big boost to its video capabilities. The company acquired another company called AI Factory, which let's just take a moment and appreciate the name of that company. AI Factory? That's pretty badass. I mean, I wish I would have thought of that myself. But yeah, they acquired AI Factory. For those of you who don't know what they do, they are a computer vision startup that Snap has worked with to create Snapchat's new Cameo's animated self-based video feature. And it all came for a price of $166 million. Now, Cameo launched last month. Again, lets you take selfies, which is then automatically animated and inserted into a short video. And the selection of videos currently are around, I believe, 150. And they're created by Snap with the whole concept, not unlike the one underpinning deep fakes, but AI-based videos that look real but are actually things that have never really happened. 
deep fake deep fake videos have been around for a while but if your experience of that word has strong dystopian undertones we now appear to be in a moment where consumer apps are tapping into technology in a race for new fun light-hearted features to attract and keep users just today uh we just heard or at least my resources have informed me TikTok is trying to build their own deep fake tool. And I'm pretty sure like all things, Facebook will be right behind with theirs and then moving on to Instagram as well. So reason I wanted to do this episode because Snapchat is doing a good job staying ahead of the competition, staying ahead in terms of innovation and trying to do things that's making messaging cool fun, interesting, lighthearted, all those good things. So I viewed this move as not only like a step in the right direction, but like, again, I really like Bitmoji, but Bitmoji is just pretty much stickers, right? A custom sticker that looks like yourself. Apple came out with Animojis, but they don't have enough. And Bitmoji is pretty much just nonstop putting out stickers to the point where it's like, I can have a whole conversation without actually saying a word and now you have these cameos and that's taking it to a whole nother level so this is why i want this is why i want to do this episode guys i um man give me a second because it's hard for me to admit i hate snapchat but they are the augmented reality kings what do i mean by that Let's just think of it like this. Cat videos would be better if your face replaced the felines. The earth-shattering revelation behind cameos is this mind-blowing because it's, you know, it's the type of viral animation that's core to Snapchat's DNA. And the fact that they acquired AI Factory for $166 million, that's not even a lot of money. And... The CEO of Snapchat, one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of, back in the day, and he and he was a young CEO, I understand, but he used to say things like, you know, just because you have search doesn't mean you're Google. We are Google, not Yahoo. And I was like, dude, you're too early in the game to be saying who or who you're not. Um, and then he started making some these decisions about spectacles and, you know, Snapcash. And I was like, it doesn't really seem like you guys have a vision of where you're trying to go. But back in that time, in that era, tech CEOs were the thing. Like, if you were a tech company, you wanted a tech CEO. And guess what? That paid off, right? You look at Facebook. You look at Snap. You look at Uber. You had all these tech CEOs. They didn't really know much about, like, growing their customers, growing their user base. But they understood that technology and they understood the vision they wanted to build. So Evan Spiegel, in a meeting... And I'm just quoting some resources I have, but it was a uh, supposedly he was saying 27 times in a meeting, Snapchat Snapchat should be the fastest way to communicate, and that is why I wanted to do this episode because I heard that line and I'm like, the fastest way to communicate? What does that even mean? And I thought about everything I talked about. I hate texting. I don't do speech to text. Sometimes I do, but it's not my go-to. Then Bitmoji came out. I literally used Bitmoji to communicate with friends. Or I used the Animoji to communicate. But I'm limited with Animoji. 
And when I heard the quote, I'm trying to be the fastest way to communicate. I thought to myself, holy crap, Snapchat's the king of augmented reality. Because now with, you know, augmented reality shenanigans, let's, say, let's keep it lighthearted, right? But they're the leader in augmented reality, period. Tech leaders believe AR will replace smartphones. Just like smartphones replace many PCs. Facebook, Apple, and Google are all building headsets and glasses so they don't miss it. Before you strap a computer to your face, Snapchat is way ahead of you. And the biggest difference, those tech giants haven't offered a mainstream product yet. And Facebook chief scientist thinks it will be five to 10 years before they do so. Snap, on the other hand, has filters, lenses, spectacles, take your real world and augment it with humanity improving dancing hot dogs. So, Snap, making some moves. Day one listener, do you think I need to get back on it? Should I have a people in tech Snapchat? Because, I I mean, there was a moment when they IPO'd, and like I said before, I didn't really know where they were going. But this whole augmented reality, the fastest way to communicate, and like this, again, think about it. We go through Instagram, Facebook, we go through memes, Reddit, iFunny. These apps are literally just posting memes every day. I can get a whole joke from one meme. I can even get a like painful message from a meme. I can get a you know sports reference from a meme. Bitmoji was a, a way for me to communicate faster. Now, cameos is going to be another way to express myself even further and to really go beyond just a simple sticker. So, hate to say it, but Snapchat, good move. That was definitely a good move, acquiring AI Factory. So, that's all I got for you today, Day One listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And just want to give you a quick... 2020 will be got on the calendar so we have about nine to ten interviews lined up for you to start off season three and we got some really good people on the podcast doing some really cool stuff so we're gonna have some interviews coming up in the next few weeks for those of you who haven't been watching um, been putting out animated videos on linkedin and that's one of the goals we want to have youtube animated videos to not only entertain and educate, but to continue to push and move the podcast forward beyond podcasts. But like anything else, this is where we started. So you're always going to get the exclusive content to listen to on the podcast where I am unfiltered, just speaking off the dome and giving you tech information while not being boring, or at least I hope so. Uh, outside of that, redoing the website. We are working on our ebook. We are working on an online course. And I have a program to help some of my day one listeners called the No Degree 100K program. And ultimately, what that's going to be is my blueprint. Because if you didn't know, it took me a while to get my degree. I was four to five years into my career before I got my bachelor's, before I got my master's. And now I'm looking at starting my doctorate. It took me a while to actually finish. And it wasn't that I wasn't good in school. I just didn't have the money to finish school. 
So, while I went through it the hard way, I am now working on a template to hopefully provide you where you can go through it the easy way. So stay tuned for that. That's all going to be coming out throughout the year. I, of course, give you guys heads up. Um, I, the other big piece of news is we're going to have um, a few giveaways. We're going to have the website redone. Um, we're going to have a few like awesome panelist type episodes where you can really start asking some people some questions that you probably want to ask them in person. So anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited for this season three of the podcast. I mean, you know, a lot has changed since we started. Um, I got the team back from vacation. I got DJ side hustle. I got Lion watching me. You know, we got a whole bunch of good stuff coming. And I'm just happy to not only keep making great content for you guys, but again, thank you for supporting me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate the love. Thank you for the support. But for now, we are out. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.us and join our mailing list for more content. Later.